Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone. Hello, everybody. My name is Danny Palumbo. With me is James Austin Johnson, and you are in the Macaroni Zone, the podcast that feels like... What does it feel like, James? It feels like um, being uh, behind... Um, b- being two people behind uh, Giada De Laurentiis at, at an Italy market. Have you ever been to an Italy? Uh, I, I'm ashamed I haven't. It's a very posh, like, um, Whole Foods with right. bars and restaurants inside it. It's like its own Italian freaking I'm picturing a indoor Grand central market. Oh uh, yeah, I'm picturing an indoor market. It's a little bit it's, so it's most of it is most of it is like market, but then there's dry goods, there's like an entire pasta labyrinth kind of thing. Lots of counters, you know, cheese counters. Right. You know, the guy with the big um, hams, a guy with a bunch of different hams that he's shaving sure. lightly. And then you go in and there's like a seafood bar at one side, a like Negroni like bar in the middle. That's another just bar you can walk up to. And then there's like two sit down restaurant brands and you can like it's kind of a big dining room. But if you do one thing, Mm -hmm. I'm starting to call those stalls. This isn't a Negroni stall. I think that's the difference. Did that come from me? Did that that come from me? Well, I think I like, like the word stall. Food stalls? Yeah, I like the I word think stall. That, I think food stall might be a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't, for me, I don't even know what that means, but for me, it's like a very singular, we do one thing. Well, the farmer's market is like a thing that people did all through until probably 1920. And then right. our parents and their parents and their parents' culture was, well, the supermarket, the A&P. You know, that's where we go to get things. We go to the supermarket and there's one restaurant and it's a steakhouse. And yeah. you basically can only get a potato there and some gr- and a hamburger steak. I'm big on supermarket shopping, though. I love the supermarket, I, I, but I, I'm I, saying that we're adapted now back to the pre-1920 version of a farmer's market. That's something that people our age enjoy. Right, right, right. Yeah, like there's the one main street in town turns mm-hmm. into a farmer's market. I mean, they do this in like my hometown. Like, they do this in like 20,000 people. Well, it's cute. It's this like cosplay that we're more earthy and cool than we really yeah. are, which, you know, pe- well-to-do married <laughs> people like, love it. It is pretty close to sort of like Renaissance cosplay. It's like a step oh, there. Oh, yeah, it like, is. Like they have these at Renaissance. Mm-hmm. 
cosplay mm-hmm. shit, right? I mean, women put on their big hats like it's the Kentucky yeah. fucking Derby. And they go to the farmer's market and they're like, oh, this, I'm, I really want these dirty grapes. You know, yeah, like yeah, they, they yeah. get really excited about this, like food that's perceived as a little fresher. Maybe it is. Maybe there's, you know, you get the. Oh, it is. Yeah. I think the food's, yeah. Uh, yes. But sometimes you go, you ever just see like a stand and they're just selling bags of oranges and you're like, well, mm-hmm. I, I can get a bag of oranges yeah, in the I fucking routes, man. So you're two people behind Giada. 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 Mm-hmm. And you're like, <clears throat> God, I know this. Giada. This woman smells so good. Is that a woman? She's right. four feet seven. <laughs> Is she really? She's very, She's very tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I just imagine that just being a few people behind Giada de Laurentiis has to be intoxicating. But just the just the smell. Yeah. Yeah. The, the smell of the smell of uh of Yeah, two people behind her and you're kind of free to like Mm-hmm. God, is that her? If you're right behind her, you mm-hmm. might feel a little weird being. Oh, I. Oh, am I being creepy right now? Yeah, exactly. And I would immediately like, feel yeah, terrified. Yeah, yeah, James, you've been smelling her hair this whole time. Yeah, I know. She just called the cops. Oh, this is this is her hair. I thought it was fresh, uh, fresh taglatel. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh. I. I think. Uh. I think that's got to be a crazy thing. You know. When I see. I. When I go to Italy, there's an Italy at the Westfield Century City, Danny. So maybe sometime we'll go to Italy. Yeah, Italy. But to. um, you, you'll see a celeb there because it's like a casual celeb zone. Okay. Because because of its like the the sourced ingredients, like the ingredients that you either have prepared for you or that you buy there yeah. are it's it's the dom- it's the domain of rich people. Italy itself is the domain of wealth. Is it people. really? It really is. Oof. Is it that is in direct conflict with, you know, a, like simple Italian cooking? Uh, well, yeah. You know what but I'm saying? But we don't have like, Italian peasants here in Los Angeles, California. We don't have we don't have a man with a brown hog and a bunch no. of a bunch of rolling hills. I would like to see the prices of some of the things at Italy though, because okay. there are other Italian markets. Uh, Probably Car- offering a lot Monte of Carlo shit. Deli is one where I'm like the price of their double O flowers like insanely cheap. They carry a lot of Italian products. I think just because they've cultivated these good working mm-hmm. relationships with uh, purveyors over the mm-hmm. years, like from Italy. So I'm I like, I wonder what Italy. What their was, thing is? What their thing is? It's being um, sexy and posh. It's is it's it being is it this, is it really? It's being in the same uh, like kind of shopping center that would have a Tesla that would have one okay. of those weird Amazon stores that just sells like four books. You know, it's it's in one of those like rich people uh, malls. But can you? But you can probably get like really good Parmigiano Reggiano. Oh, everything that we've bought the, from there is insane. It's like of the highest quality. Oh, it's it's amazing, and yeah. that could just be the the delicious magic of retail. That could mm-hmm. just be because it's fun to be in there and there's a vibe. You know what I mean? Okay, right. They canceled they canceled Batali, and rightfully so for being a sex, uh-huh. a sex offender. But they couldn't cancel Italy. I mean, he was behind the whole thing, right? Was he? Yeah. Italy? Yeah. yeah. That's a Mario Batali joint for sure. Really? And I'm sh- I'm pretty sure. I mean, it's not like, you know. I mean, there was talk of him going to prison, and I'm pretty sure that all of his restaurants wow. just didn't close. They just got handed over to other people. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, uh, especially in the food world. As soon as you make something, it's not yours anymore. It's like, uh, especially in the food world, you can't. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot of Roman Polanskis in food, really, are there? Because because who Roman Polanski is is like it actually is tied to the art. It's kind of hard to enjoy the art because you can't stop thinking about this guy being actually like a criminally accused and nearly sentenced. The art of food. Of law. Are you saying it's it's? I'm saying that what food is. I mean, it's like. 
Yes, it is art, but it's also disposable. Literally, we eat it. It's, and it's easy gone. to forget about. It's easy You're to not, forget about. Uh, uh, well, I mean, yeah, 100%. and then the ownership of it becomes yours because that was an incredible experience that I had. That yeah. wasn't that wasn't something that oh man, I can't stop thinking about Batali. That meal he made right. for me was insane. It's when like, I the guy said never gosh. even there. It's his Sue. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's his Sue. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I by eating his uh, or a Ketty Bolognese and shitting it out i am actually taking a dump on batali so yeah you're that taking, is i'm i'm you know real that's well it's more like batali's taking a dump through you yeah it's both oh, of your right, dumps. Right. <laughs> you're shitting mario batali's dumps that now. sounds worse oh we're shitting together that sounds like i'm great friends with a guy <laughs> you're in prison yeah. with him yeah every time i go to the bathroom i ask that mario batali also comes with me <laughs> bizarre we learned a a, a lesson that day too is to not when you apologize for uh, past behavior or ho- horrendous acts against mm-hmm. women. Don't leave a recipe for pizza dough cinnamon rolls afterwards, <laughs> which is what he did. He was Wait, like, "What? Yeah." So he apo- <laughs> he apologized, and I believe if I'm remembering the the events correctly, it was like the Louis thing happened, and and uh, you know, and something else did, and then and then Batal like all these people came forward, and it was mm-hmm. like really really bad shit mm-hmm. like you know groping uh other chefs at fucking mm-hmm. like parties and like you know the whole yeah. and it was bad and um he apologized mm-hmm. in like either a newsletter or something through his website mm-hmm. so sorry and then p.s here's a recipe for cinnamon rolls as if like things are back wow. to normal as if things are back to normal and it was like really like the epitome of like oh wow like it not only did it not hit, the gravity of this never hit you to begin with. Never did from you from the wor- from the moment you started typing that apology, you were like, "I'm back, baby." But I kind of get so it y- because uh, the minute that hot piping cinnamon rolls come out of the oven, everything's <laughs> changed. I don't know who you had an argument with that morning. I mean, it's yeah, all gone. He's like, people are gonna forget all about this if I bang out this. Is recipe the recipe for- good? Oh, I'm sure it's. Fine. <laughs> I mean, it, it's p- pizza dough cinnamon rolls. It can't be that. Mm-hmm. Can't be that bad. Speaking of the Negronis, also, I... Uh, I've been making a lot of Negronis. I'm, I tell you what, I'm proud right now because I bought everything to make Negronis on Saturday. And the last time I did this, within five days, I was like, I gotta, I'm sorry, I'm drinking the vermouth now because everything else is gone. You had, and I'm you like, had finished... Oh, yeah, I noticed that my gin is almost depleted. And it, that's, that's after like four days of just like making... The gin goes first. A couple, yeah. And then you have some Campari, which I'm like, if I just have Campari, I'm like, I can drink it on ice or like soda. Oh, really? Or like soda water. I lo- love Campari. Oh, I should put it in soda water. That probably tastes well, really soda good. soda water? I never make these kinds of, these, I don't yeah. know enough about cocktails. I did not grow up around any kind of alcohol or cocktails. My parents are teetotalers. The entire religious tradition I'm from, alcohol right. is the worst thing you could possibly do. <laughs> I'm very new to right cocktails and I, I i started out drinking like black and brown beers you know like sweet beers that was like the first thing i ever tried drinking and then oh was that like your first like event anything like, okay any alcohol anything was like stouts and guinness and right that's what i first tried and then uh liquor always grossed me out wine always grossed me out but then i got into wine when someone was like well wine kind of calms you down and and beer makes you farty like when I started learning what the Wait, is that true? Yeah. I mean it's all I mean it's if you if you have a problem with alcohol, I mean I don't think wine calms you down is like No, a if you're an alcoholic true it doesn't adage. make any difference. But what I'm right. saying is that if you're not a big drinker, you don't know anything about any of this stuff. Right, right. You don't know what the things do. You don't know that like 
whiskey's kind of an upper and makes you a little punchy and and stuff and you don't know that you don't know that clear liquor is maybe a little easier on your system you don't know that red wine makes you sleepy and right. you don't know that white wine gives you a headache you don't know that beer makes you farty and f- full you know beer will make you very bloated i wish i could enjoy beer now but it's just like i know it's going to make me old. i know it's going to make me bloated yeah i know so yeah, it's not going to make me feel good about my body I enjoy. I love bar culture. I like. I mean, we Same. we did it a couple weeks ago. Maybe it's a couple times a month thing. Just like sitting at the bar and having some beers. Well, tell them what we had, didn't we? Talk some about boys. It? Did we talk about it on the last uh, pod? I think so. But we went to uh, uh, the a Douglas. Little bit of Amaro in a in a Amaro. In a cold I, I didn't even know what Amaro was. You know, you never had Amaro before. I, I don't think so. But I mean, in a beer, it turns that beer into like a shandy almost. Like a, yes, it's yeah. a little bright all oh, yeah. of a sudden it's a little you bitter, know it's got fruity. some tartness to it yeah 100 percent. which i enjoy bitter beer. fruity and with the body of like with the like subtly sweet you know weedy body of beer it uh it, and it doesn't taste um antiseptic or cloying the way that those like pre-made spritz cans of things can you know when you yeah. get like a shandy in a can or something like that it just is it's it's gross I'm, this I'm, was delicious i'm to the point now too where in the same way with beer like you know white claws and shit are also not making me feel great about what I just did. Oh, I because oh, I had the big, it's the I, I had the cheapest to, alcohol they're throwing in there. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. I had to, yeah. I had to officiate a wedding one day, and I was drinking <laughs> white claws with everybody. I'm the fucking preacher. I'm about yeah. to officiate my friend's wedding, <laughs> and I had, I've never had a bigger headache than the day that oh, really? started with white claws. Yeah, you just like went through the motions. You're like, I got to get the motions. And the only thing that fixed it was everybody started like uh, uh, jumping into the pool with all their clothes on. So I jumped in a freezing cold pool, and that, for some reason, fixed my headache. Does that make any sense? Maybe. It must, right? It a has redistribution to. of blood or something. Yeah, something like that. Something it's like, like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your body was like, yeah, fight or flight. Because I was miserable. This was the worst headache I've ever had. Fuck White Claw. I'm not into it. I'm not, not into, into the it. whole malt beverage thing that's coming back right now. Everyone's drinking like a man in the street, in the gutter. <laughs> With White Claw. That's literally how... That's true. It that's is how broken men yeah. drink. So are we going to come... If we're like looking at like trends... Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've reached peak. I mean, there's there's White Claw. There's truly... We're in the hard seltzer age because yeah. seltzer is a thing that we drink. This is what I, some I was doing during the pandemic. Also, a little bit of vodka and your truly suddenly becomes a frankly. <laughs> I, was, I was calling those franklies. I mean, this was like... I call that a Yevgeny. <laughs> <laughs> it was like three months into the pandemic. I was like, yeah, get Trulies, but you need a little something extra in there. Which is how I feel about uh, most beer and, and all those, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a lot of liquid. Just get me there. Mm-hmm. I just want to get there. Take me to the place where so, I'm a little inebriated and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel good. In the pandemic, I, I started drinking a lot more than I ever drink. This was more of a, like a pot guy. I would smoke weed and, and maybe eat Jack in the Box. That was, that was my sort of partying yeah. was like... Uh, I think I'll just leave this place alone, go home, you know, smoke weed, watch Dragon Ball in the original yeah. Japanese on subtitled <laughs> while my wife sleeps and eat Jack in the Box. Like that was me partying. And then in the in the pandemic, uh, the idea of of IPAs, of making cocktails, that became more of like a fun thing to do at, you know, 1 p.m. 
gained a lot of weight, but I drank a lot of vodka. I, I made a lot of vodka sodas. I would like yes. make a lot of big a, vodka sodas. Yes, big water glass vodka sodas. We're in LA. We're trapped in during yeah. fire season. Yeah. It's hot. We're, uh, in these, we're in these homes. That was the worst. That was the moment I was like, what the fuck am I doing in this city? <laughs> during a pandemic and the sky's orange. Yeah. There was one night I left my apartment to go on a walk. Mm-hmm. I was so drunk and high. I, I like I, I was like close to falling down. And I hadn't. That was like the first time that's happened in years. You got so drunk Stumbling. at home. And then you went, I, I out went outside for like a walk. Because you know when you're like drinking. or and We were talking about what huge alcoholics we were during this whole thing. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, got so, but like, you know, you're like, you're, when you're like around the house, it's not really hitting you. Yeah, you're not really that fucked up. You're Go outside. Like, you're in familiar places, yeah, and yeah, maybe, yeah. You're, maybe you're just moving from one couch to another. You don't really get the whole motion thing. It's when you stand up. That's when yeah. you know how drunk you are is when you're, you're up and moving. Do you know how drunk you have to be to feel drunk on a couch? <laughs> yeah. Like, how shit-faced do you have to uh-huh. be to be like, I'm wasted right now, and you've just been sitting there the whole time? Specifically... You know? All of our uncles, do you know how drunk you have to be I to feel drunk? Because like the image is always like a you know like dad in a recliner mm-hmm. drinking beers, mm-hmm. killing a six pack, killing a Got six home pack. Got at work at five. Just six pack will make you pretty, pretty. W- did oh. you know, Danny? Did you know that Jimmy Fallon's parents used to sit him down in front of SNL as a like twelve year old and make him do shots? Close. That's why he's an alcoholic. Gave him a PBR six pack. That he would drink when by he himself 12? when he was like 12, 13. They would sit him down in front of SNL? He would watch SNL by himself on Saturday nights and kill a six-pack as like a boy. Whoa. Whoa. Where did he grow up? Where did Jimmy Fallon grow up? I think like uh, Massachusetts or something. like that. All those guys are in Massachusetts. Did he have like... And did he have like an okay upbringing? Is this like his parents were like? I mean, if you're sitting, you're. This is something that he talks about, and it from him, it's it, it's normal. It's normal. This was like this is something that he liked to do. Uh, whatever. And he has like an alcohol. He, I mean, he's like an alcohol problem, right? He likes to party. He likes to party. Okay, that's fun. That's cool. I would love to see. I would love. You to want get, to party with present day Jimmy Fallon? Is that what you're saying? I would love to get rip shit drunk with Jimmy Fallon because he would be the opposite of whoever he is on TV. And you'd be like, this is so fucking cool to see Jimmy Fallon like really let loose. Like, oh, yeah. I think that'd be great. Yes. I don't want to hang out with Jimmy Fallon who's on TV all day. Right. I want to hang out with the guy that's like, I have to do something to get that out of my head. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, what does that guy do? Mm-hmm. That's, I- that's what I want. Mm-hmm. In New York, I mean, that'd be fucking amazing. Well, maybe we can set that up for you, Danny. I would like that. Uh, I, why did that anecdote come up? The idea of uh, of uh, drinking uh, a six-pack all at yeah. once. I've never done that before. Never? Well, maybe during the pandemic is the only time that I actually drank that amount. I would I would drink maybe four beers a night during the pandemic. And I would, and I would okay. drink IPAs. That'll do some da- you don't. And I gained a lot of weight. This is where I'm at now. To walker, I wasn't walking, and then all of a sudden, I, just I was even. I was like, I was walking a lot, and I'm still like, if I have a couple beers, I, I just see it in my body the next day, and I'm like, I don't like it. But this is the first time that I've had all the things to make Negronis. I made them Saturday and Sunday, and then I, I was drunk on Saturday. We filmed a cooking video. I love and cocktails I got, now, and I love making Negronis. I got they're, they're delicious. Last how two many da- did you, How many did you drink? That, that's a pretty flavorful drink. Couple, a couple doubles. A drink? Okay. I went to brunch. So I went to brunch with Blair. Okay. Uh, and uh, I had a, a Bloody Mary there. Mm-hmm. And then I came back and we shot a video of me making mushroom crepes. 
and I had, and then the director dude, Daniel, uh, mm-hmm. was, I was making Negronis mm-hmm. and he's like, Hey, if it's not, can I have one? I was like, Oh my, you know, when like all you want is someone to drink with you. I think this is why we're friends. And I'm like, I love it. I'm like, I'm going to make you one. I'm so drunk in this video. I can't wait to edit it. Uh, <laughs> I was just like hammered at a certain point. Like I, I you know, I, I had the little, you know, the little thing that, that comes with a mixing glass. It's like a shot. Yeah. The, and my the, motor skills are so off. My depth perception. Mm-hmm. I just pour like three shots of remote. <laughs> it just goes all over the counter. I was like, oh no. In that moment, I realized yeah. how drunk I was. And mm-hmm. so I had, I think like two doubles. And I think I had like, so like five drinks. Mm. It was 3 p.m. House to mushroom crepe. I ate in this like a like the most decadent <laughs> mushroom crepe, like in the batter. The the recipe is directly from the French Laundry cookbook for the crepe. So mm. it's got it's got butter. It's got four tablespoons of butter in the batter. Now, and are then, you doing this in a like in a big crepe pan, just on the stovetop? Just a nonstick pan, a ten inch nonstick pan. It's, uh, you know, you might see something smaller mm-hmm. with. Uh, but you didn't have like the big thing with the little uh, the Zen Garden um, paddle. You know what I'm talking about? I do. I fl- fl- uh, flick of the wrist, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm. It's one of the things. As we're doing this, mm-hmm. I am. I can't wait to put this thing online. <laughs> I am hammer drunk, <laughs> flipping like crepes with my wrist, mm-hmm. like like I've worked drunk before, which I have many times. Yeah. But it's amazing just how much like I, there's not many because I never worked fine dining. There's certain moves that I possess. Okay, we're talking like are crepes fine dining. Yeah. It can be. I mean, this is the French Laundry it Cookbook. Yeah. Uh, a savory crepe, for sure. for sure. I I made this, and then Daniel, the um, friend and director, ate it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, if I ate this at a restaurant, I would be ecstatic. And he's like, and we're eating it like at your kitchen table right now. I'm oh, like, this, this was fucking good. Something they do on Hell's Kitchen is... Uh, uh, they have a challenge where they have to make uh, dishes, you know, whatever stupid reason they have to make the dishes. But then the way that they're judged is three different... Um, high ups at restaurant groups or restaurants then say what they think the dish is worth, what they would price the dish on a menu. And uh, yeah, but don't you have to take into account oh, what everything they're given, costs? They're each given 15 minutes to go shopping to make one dish. Oh, wow. $15. They're each given $15, and then they, and then it's the, the person says how much they think the dish is worth. So you want, you want to spend $15 and get that. You want someone to say, like, oh, this. This you know this pork chop or whatever this pork roulette, I would I would spend thirty one dollars on this and then like that's how they they win or something. So what Oof. what would you have priced your crepe at? Is kind of what I wanted to ask you. Oh man, this is um, this is on a dinner menu or lunch. We'll say we'll say a lunch. I crepes for dinner sounds a little weird. Crepe, um, but a mushroom crepe, a buttery, fattening mushroom crepe for brunch or lunch. Yeah, I would say put that. I would say thirteen. Thirteen. I would say thirteen, mm-hmm. and that might include two, mm-hmm. two, and, and that's a full crepe with a salad. Maybe fifteen, mm-hmm. something like that. You know, I think that's on the lower end, or that could be like you know an appetizer or something. Mm-hmm. More than ten. Yeah, more than ten. Sure. I mean, there's Gruyere in it. There was King Oyster mushrooms, which are relatively cheap at H Mart. Uh, spinach, uh, onion, cream, like heavy cream, mm. and fucking Gruyere cheese. And then, yeah, the crepes themselves were just like flour and egg mm. and, and butter and stuff. Yeah. But I was flipping these things sky high, <laughs> super wasted. And I was like, <laughs> still got it. There's just, I don't have, I, don't, I might not have this intense knowledge from like working like fine dining because I never right. did it. 
but just I'm ha- like the moves they just don't go away. I have like a skill set. Yeah. It was just like it's like I learned karate, and every so often I get in a fight, and I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, this is how you, you like fight. Like Odenkirk and nobody, <laughs> <laughs> like fucking up a bunch of kids on a bus. All right, James, it's time for Fake Food, Real Food, the part of the show where we review some fake food that's bad for you and no will kill you. No nutrition. And Cheap. then real food from a restaurant that's good for you and you should spend your money on. I think we have a couple different things here right now uh, as far as snacks go. I'm doing more goldfish again. I was at Ralph's earlier and I saw Frank's Red Hot Goldfish. No, but there's another word underneath goldfish. There's there's a phrase underneath goldfish, and I want you to read it. Limited edition. I love that there are limited edition well, goldfish. You know, red hot, red hot is seasonal. Red hot is seasonal. That's more. Do of we a... have a calendar of hot sauces? Is there <laughs> is there a January oh. hot sauce through? Uh, what what is what hot well, sauce is? Let's let's skip summer because we know what you could say any hot sauce and say it's summer. But what hot sauce is February, Danny? Okay, so. Red Hot's in there somewhere for the wintertime, and I'll tell you, you why. You think it's a winter sauce? Yes, because it goes on wings. And I think of buffalo wings. And I think warming about cold, yourself. cold, you're warming yourself. Like wings, I mean, you could mm-hmm. argue that's any time of the year, but wings in buffalo, wings mm-hmm. in the wintertime, I think it feels very good. So Buffalo gonna... has body to it, too. It's usually a thicker yeah. uh, hot sauce or the way that it's applied. Well, here's my question. Why aren't, why aren't these goldfish just called buffalo? Well, because Red Hot, Red is, Hot is the only ingredient in buffalo sauce. Well, these these all of these companies, Red uh, Hot these butter. these snack these snacks are what's the brand here? Uh, uh, so it's so Frank's Red Hot is a registered trademark of the French's food company. Remember them from mustard? Everyone's French's? everyone's in the pocket of French's. They're all in the pocket of big mustard. And who makes goldfish? I believe it's what Nabisco. Who is it? Peverage Farm. Okay. So all of, okay. these, all of these companies are just brands that were bought by giant megacorps. So I'm sure that yes. French's and Pepperidge Farm are just owned by the same parent company. And they're like, ooh, that's a vertical integration. This is some executive stupid thing that he achieved. This was his entire yeah. month was getting Frank's Red Hot limited edition goldfish. Right, yeah. He had sleepless nights and missed his son's yeah. soccer game <laughs> to make sure this deal went through. Contacting w- the Frank's Red Hot family at their Red Hot mansion in, in Bedminster. And was it worth it, James? Mm. It's a goldfish. The the problem with goldfish is they taste like nothing. Yeah. And I don't yeah. like them. Yeah. All I taste are flour, raw flour. I'm more Every of a, time I eat goldfish, I taste raw flour. Boy, that's a good point. And that's like something you don't want out of. That's like tasting a soup and you can taste the roux. And you're like, you fuck up. That's a taste. You yeah. Know, yeah. This is butter soup. You, yeah. you never want to taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can taste the clumps of flour in a, in a clam chowder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I would agree with you there. They're goldfish. Or I don't know why I picked them up. I just saw the red bag. Well, I mean, my wife eats hella goldfish all the time. I like. Day. I also love Red Hot. When I was a kid, I would take uh, Lay's potato chips, put them in a bowl. I think because a cousin did this, and then just douse it in Red Hot. Great and then, idea. And then eat, which is like a weird way to convince yourself that you're having a a treat. Yeah, I know. Is that putting? I just, but, put, I just take some dog food, put a little mustard on it, and give it to my dog. I'd be like, hey, you want to try it? <laughs> <laughs> like a regular piece of kibble with... Now, those are spicy as hell, Danny. Those are actually you hot. You think so? I think they're actually hot. For for that kind of snack, which is never hot, Yeah, it's pretty hot. Yeah. I'm not crazy about it. 
Well, but I, I like I like I like red hot flavored things, and I like chips and red hot together. I'm not. Ta- I'm Ooh. only tasting spice and flour. I'm not tasting any of the Frank's red hot, which is a sauce I enjoy. And you know I'm not what? Tasting it. People I used, I used to do. Uh, uh, people I, I would work with used to do. They would take a bag of chips. I don't know if it really mattered what. Ooh, you know what? There was like these. We used to get these things at work. It was like these French fry chips. They were shaped like French fries, Andy and caps. they were crunchy. No, but they're not that, and they taste more like a little solid than that. And they would open up the bag, pour in a bunch of tapatio, and just shake it. Oh yeah, that's and it was great. one of my favorite treats. Now tapatio, that is a June July hot yes. sauce because you yes. are usually like you're putting that in cold cocktails and bebidas and you're putting that in mariscos you're putting in that in ceviche it's, yeah it is it is a spice that for some reason works great with cold dishes Tapatio yeah. does yeah that's a good point something in a bloody mary maybe mm-hmm. right well that's tabasco right when i would put tabasco tabasco in the winter i would put tabasco oh, in you- january or february because of Ugh. cornbread chili yeah texas yeah, that's true. 50s, 1950s, Texas, yeah. 1940s. That's some army MRE shit. <laughs> yeah. I used to, my dad was in the National Guard, and we would eat some of his MREs as kids. Mm. It's fucking sad. It's just like gray eggs. But they all they all came with... Uh, chipped beef? Would you eat chipped beef, Danny? Yeah, I would try. God, I wish I still had. I mean, they're good. A guy, I was watching Food Network Star the other day, and a guy yeah. tried to make a chipped beef entree and didn't explain what it is and everyone just looked at him like you made dog food like what is this what are you what were you trying to do those are the magic words that is like in baseball you get ejected from a game Mm. if you call an umpire a cocksucker Mm. this is famous famously the magic words in baseball you you don't say that to an umpire if you do they always say those are the magic words dog food is like yeah that's like the worst thing you can say about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, which is why I would consciously avoid it. I would say to people, if I didn't like a cook or something didn't make it, I would be like, Where, did you learn how to cook in prison? This is so bad. I would say prison food. Prison. I would say prison. But dog food is like Gordon Ramsay. That's like a, God, he, he didn't have it trademarked, but he says it quite a bit. Uh, one burn that I heard on Hell's Kitchen the other night, 90s hotel food. Mm. And that that conjured such a specific image of oh, a dude. '90s <clears throat> hotel steakhouse, where hotel, which used to be where the best restaurant was anywhere in the '80s in Miami. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Back and then. then, and then, as I grew up, the hotel became like that place. It's always sad. You like you're in the lobby and you're going up to your room and you look to your left and there's like yeah. a really sad steakhouse that two people are coming back in. around again though. And pla- in places like Austin and Pittsburgh, yes, like, well, not the not like the steakhouse ver- version of it, but like restaurants are like good chefs are getting residencies in hotels again. But like, yeah, it's cool. Not like chains and stuff. I used to work for uh, the guy who taught me how to cook was an ex hotel chef from Miami, so mm. a very specific reference. And uh, he always had this big binder uh. of like like autographs, and like he used to meet like a lot of famous people. I mm. think. And uh, well, the only one I remember is like the, the it was like keep on cooking, and then it was like the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> so one of them signed it. It keeps you cooking. <laughs> keeps you cooking. <laughs> cooking it to the streets. Um. Oh, I didn't ever tell you. Oh, I don't. Really, I don't think I told you this story. I worked at a casino. Listen to the cooking. And okay, I, excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> what a cook, bully. <laughs> That's like the only one I know. Um, cooking uh, is still <laughs> all right with me. 
Coconut is still all right. Oh, yeah. Is it Michael McDonald? Is no, that but that's the only Doobie okay. Brothers voice I can do. They all sound the... Yeah, that was before he joined. I mean, literally the only Doobie Brothers song I know is What a Fool Believes. I don't know the others. <laughs> so you could be making up things right now. Um, you telling me the things you're going to cook for me. <laughs> Uh, it works. It works. <laughs> I'm I, sorry. What were you trying to say? I worked. Your friend had a binder. Of well, not that. I'm, I'm, I'm passing. Okay, okay, I worked. I worked at. Well. I worked at a casino. We opened up this this place, this casino. We were opening it up. So I was one of the. I mean, before we even had service, we were like training. Like it was the day I came in. We just like sectioned oranges. What? Where is this day? This is in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. This is in Pittsburgh. It was so, so it was a big deal. It was like the first time Pittsburgh had a casino. They went through like the gaming commission or whatever. Like oh, okay. passed a law. People can gamble in Pittsburgh, and boy, do they need to. There's nothing else to do there. Um, but so we were like opening up this place and new equipment. And there, I remember there was just like one day they're like getting a sense of all of our skill sets. Mm-hmm. They're like, just cook whatever you want today. Cool, like a whole fucking big ass restaurant kitchen, like elevator to go from the top floor to the bottom, mm. giant walk-in coolers. Whoa. Cook whatever Weird. you want, and so I was like cooking pasta because I was like, you know, hopefully they stick me on like the saute station at this place, and uh, we're presenting it to like the executive chefs, and so I don't even remember what I made, but I plated it. Sous chef comes over, a lot of bosses. Sous chef comes over, big tall fucking goofy uh-huh. hat. For a while, I couldn't find my fucking skull cap. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to wear one of these big fucking hats. And every, it's pretty soon people were like, hey, you're not better than us. Stop yeah. wearing the tall hat. I'm like, I like it. <laughs> but I would just wear it constantly. Like, I used to have to duck going into doors and shit. It's like the goofiest fuck. It's like wearing a chimney on top of yeah, your I know. Yeah, it's true. Like a ratatouille. The, yes, the kid 100%. Ratatouille. Okay, yeah, there's it. a critter in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sue Chef comes over in his big, tall, goofy hat. Yeah. And he just places a sprig of parsley in the center of the plate. And I was like, why would you do that? I didn't say anything. This is my boss. Right. I didn't say anything. But uh, so I played a dish pasta. He comes over. He's like, mm, he's a little sprig of parsley. He walks out like a revolving door. He walks yeah. out. Executive chef comes over, looks at me, looks at the dish, picks up the piece of parsley, yeah. flicks it at my chef coat and says, this isn't the fucking holiday Inn, dude. Yeah. And I remember I was like, but yeah. yeah, I didn't even do it. Yeah. You I, didn't say, I, I didn't say anything. You and I think later, I said something to the sous chef. That's so funny. And I, oh, but uh, I was like, wasn't even my fucking idea. I, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, I, uh, you know, there's, I didn't grow up in kitchens and I didn't grow up like eating at nice places. I've always, mm-hmm. I've always eaten at shitty chain restaurants with my family. That is my family's culture. Um, but we love eating out and we love good food. You know, we love to party. We love it. But, um, uh, so I don't know about these like trends. I'm learning about these things, these terms like 70s. 80s 90s right like i'm learning about these eras of presentation and plating and like ingredients like i didn't know that uh cream sauces are gauche now but that was like a thing for years you know yeah. what i mean that kind of thing yeah so um one time i was watching a chopped and a woman laid down two uh long chive long chives and yeah. an x on top of a dish and they oh. and all of the judges were oh. like don't come here and do that 80s shit unless it's the 80s day. Uh, and she like was immediately and it was for something that didn't was no cooking. Brutal. It wasn't for anything that was cooked. It was brutal. Her presentation just made her seem like she hasn't been to a good restaurant. And it's like in it's, 30 years. That's gutting. And it's like is yeah. it first of all is it that big of a deal? You know, I I will say this cuz I've gotten reamed. Well, about- you you can 
cook something rustic on one of those shows that tastes great, and they love that because that's authentic. Yeah. But when you do something that's like, not only am I trying to impress you chef to chef, mm-hmm. I'm also failing miserably it's, at what you like in your world. You, you are put in, and I've been, I've been exactly in that point, just not on television, but it's you're 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 like I'm one of you, and then yeah. these people are like, let me tell you something that you don't fucking know, <laughs> and it's like they they really and and I here's why that here's why that the X and garnishing like that is uh, gauche and enduring, as in that's gonna last. And I had I had a chef explain this to me once, because I think my garnishing was just, I I worked in like stupid mm-hmm. Italian American restaurants where we would rim the plate with like parsley and, mm. and like pepper confetti that's some real 80s style shit yeah and uh, uh a chef explained to me and this is like a good life lesson is he um he explained when you're garnishing something just let it let it fall on the plate make it look like it happened by an accident and even when you see like spoon drags and shit and like yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, the yeah, dotted yeah. stuff can be but like yeah. it's not too manicured and X yeah. is like you really went out of your way to make it seem like you garnished this it's thing. It's architectural. Yes. Garnish yeah. should make it, it, first of all, it should be edible. And it, if it doesn't add anything to the dish, oh. get it the fuck out of Watch there. Watch one cooking competition, right. and a note you'll hear immediately is everything on the plate should be edible, <laughs> yeah. and it should be something I'm intentionally supposed to be eating. Everything that you do in life should feel and appear natural and not mechanical mm. and you know uh, forced. And so I think that's why, you know, you think about trends, mm-hmm. that's not coming back. You're not going to see people start garnishing the rims of plates anymore or putting the X's. If they do, I think it's just done. Yeah. Now, certain things like continental dining are coming back. We've talked about that before. You think people are going to put little white uh, gloves on the ends of turkey legs? You remember that? That was a very 50s uh, oh. thing. Well, that you, know, was... like, you need a little paper glove on, on the end of the to turkey To me, leg. this is how it evolved. The 60s and 70s. There was really obviously cutesy. a ham. A ham needs a pineapple slice <laughs> with a little cherry tomato on the right. inside. Right. The glove. The glove is a good point too. <laughs> I th- in that era, ants on a log were created. Also, it's which true. is which is like, what the fuck are you guys Sorry doing? Sorry to interrupt you, Danny. Uh, no, no, no. You're good. Uh, but I, I think it evolved from that to. Yeah. We just recently discovered that like garnishing shouldn't be so deliberate. Yeah, and it's cool. It's 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 very postmodern art in a way where it's very like, post nine eleven. It's, it's, it's very post post nine eleven cooking is my favorite period. I saw those towers fall, and I thought I can't put kale on this uh, plate anymore. The kale has God. to be part of the dish. You, you know, I do a joke about this, right? What? There's uh, chop chop chefs, and the first two were like, "I used to have cancer." I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Yeah. And then uh, the third person was like, uh, I got into cooking uh, after I saw the towers fall down. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then the fourth guy had nothing. Uh-huh. He was just like, ah, I'm just a fun dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But that third guy was like, how did that inspire you? And also, why would you put two people with cancer on the same episode? Like, that's how brutal yeah, television serious, is. Seriously. It's like, you know, we want them to fight each other. Um, but anyway, boy, that was off topic. Hey, we got we to bust through these next couple of things. Uh, real food. I know we didn't go to a restaurant recently. I just published an article today uh, in LA Magazine about Well, good for you, Danny. Published. Thanks. Oof. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. I'm published. All right. I'm going to use different words next time. I'm going to hang that up on the refrigerator (laughs) door. (laughs) Well, it's only online. They pay more for in print, but apparently LA Magazine has deemed that I'm only, you know, worth Online online. only. Online. That's our entire generation, huh? Um, But. These are uh, a bunch of sandwiches that I've had recently. 
the fuck? Have you been to Crossroads Kitchen yet? Crossroads Kitchen. What's what's there? Uh, so it's right past the Improv. Okay, it's on Melrose, <clears throat> and uh, it's it's a vegan re- it's a it's a vegan restaurant. Okay, as, as far as I know, in 2013, it was the first vegan restaurant in LA. To is have. it the one right next door to the Improv? I don't or think is it so. Further down, I think it's like a couple okay. blocks down. Um, but it was the first one to uh, incorporate like a bar program, like cocktails and shit. Oh, and because uh, when you thought I was like, God, it was the first one in 2013. I was like, I guess that's a good point. Like most vegan restaurants are like to go or like you know something like. You know, like a fa- yeah. a family Ethiopian restaurant or something, and I'm like, you yeah. don't see one that's like, no, we're fine dining, bitch. Yeah, you don't see that, and they do it. And I'm going through their menu, and I'm like, oh, I love this. I called, and I was like, uh-huh. hey, is this is this vegan? Because it doesn't say it doesn't say vegan cutlet sandwich. Mm-hmm. It doesn't spell chicken with an I. Right, chicken. Right, right. None of the weird. There's no the weird apostrophes. Meatballs aren't in quotes. Right, right. They don't right, do right. any of that goofy shit. Yeah, I it hate just that. says meatball sandwich. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're they're what what was supposed to be like a chicken melonese sandwich was just called like the, the crispy cutlet. Okay. And uh, it's all vegan, and I'm like, oh, I love that. And it's in Crossroads. I mean, they I lo- let the restaurant be the vegan part, and then yep. you can just look <clears throat> at the menu like a normal, yep. like a normal human adult. being. They're not like you know walk holding you by the hand. It's vegan. Look. Yeah. You just know. And it's meant corn to, with a K, like it's yeah, corn. Right. You don't need to misspell corn. We gotta drop that yeah, that's, shit. That's vegetable. We gotta, yeah, we gotta drop that <laughs> shit. And it's also, I, I like giving the audience credit, which they do. They're yeah. like, "You're smart." Yeah, we said it's vegan once. Now you know. They're finally not, no longer playing to like the insurrectionist in the room anymore. They're yeah. not. They're they're not like trying to like yeah, yeah, yeah. get someone to act out of character. It's like no, we're just gonna meet the people who normally would yeah. want to come to a restaurant like this. Yep, and Crossroads too. I'm like, I kind of love everything about the the name, the vision for the place. It's you know, it's a place that is supposed to intersect because I think like it's important to try to get people who aren't vegan to eat this mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, and I think a place like that does that well. You know what? Like it or not, Danny, that's how we're gonna be eating at some point. Pro- in the I future. mean, probably. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, that's where I'm at. Almost, at least in a percentage. I think, like, yes, uh, over the next few decades, the percentage of vegan items on our plate at any given meal time, it's gonna become more and more. It's gonna go from forty percent to. It should be higher. Ninety. It sh- it should be yeah. higher. We're gonna be uh, eating mushrooms at uh, uh, mushroom burgers, mushroom black bean burgers at McDonald's pretty soon. Well, I mean, the science in ten years is gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. They've already done so much. To They're make already this stuff taste so good anyway. So. People are starting to crack like vegan cheese, mm. which has been like notoriously bad. Right. But there's been some articles that have come out recently. They're like, no, like there's like better science developing, and like I was talking with the. I went right from this place, mm-hmm. which by the way, a crispy cutlet sandwich is fucking great. Mm. It's really good. Um, and I went right to Azette. To talk more about the um, mushroom French French dip they do, uh-huh. it's one of the most amazing dishes I've heard of. He what he does is so fucking cool. He he confies mushrooms, so he cooks mushrooms in a very lo- slow and low temp. So there's just so much fucking, fat, so much umami. I think olive oil. Okay, I believe so. Um, then he makes a vegan demi glace, which I'm like, what? He was like, I cook this shit out of tomato paste, add a ton of red wine. Um, Cooks that down. He adds time. He makes like a burnt leek broth. Adds that to it, and so that's the, the that's the that's dipping. That's the jus. That's the jus. Comes with a garlic spread, and he was like, well, "It's kind of like a cheese." And he explained to me how he made it, and I was like, "I ain't fucking." Ah. Now, this is to me, Danny. This a lot is... of mushroom powder, a lot of nutritional yeast in some of these things, and then caramelized cabbage and onion all in the sandwich. And Carl Hess and I ate it, and we were like, "That's one of the best sandwiches I've had." 
I love notwithstanding being plant-based. You just skipped over caramelized cabbage and onion, which is to me right. like kind of you just put the that most bread, important part. Yeah. I mean, it's so it was so <laughs> it's good, delicious. But I mean, this is like this is if this is what happens when a chef is like, and he said it too. He's like, I didn't set out to make like a vegan sandwich. He's just he, finding flavors that work together, hundred percent ingredients that work. Together. And I think it probably started with like mushroom confit. Let's make that a sandwich. Great. Well, for sure, mushrooms is one of those things. It's 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 usually on the list of of like problem foods for people you know how people are always little right. bitches about certain things right. onions i don't really eat beans uh i don't really you know and mushrooms are usually on that list and i think it's a textural thing even though the chew on mushrooms is meaty it tastes it yeah. kind of chews the way that meat does and it's like you know it's a it's it's a great umami replacement well the flavor of mushroom isn't <clears throat> assertive enough to be the problem no right. one ever is upset at the flavor of mushrooms Oh, it, you're you right. You know what I mean? It's the, uh, it's the texture. It's texture. It's, all, it's 100% the texture. And even then, the texture sometimes is only the result of however it's like sliced or prepared. You know what I mean? It's like maybe they weren't cooked long enough. Yeah. Maybe they're cooked too much. You know, they're mush now or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to... Anyway, you, sh- really you shouldn't be a bitch about stuff, listeners. Just eat things that are yummy. I agree, but also, James, we have to recognize that we live in Los Angeles and people in my hometown are eating three salami sandwiches a day. My dad well, is somehow too. still alive, and I've seen him. I've seen what he eats every day. Marlboro Reds and a salami Marlboro sandwich. Reds, and every morning he wakes up and he chews an entire pack of Marlboro Reds, <laughs> puts a sandwich in a blender and drinks it. I'm like, why'd you do that? He's like, so I can eat a sandwich later, so I'm not too full. I'm like, what? Oh, um, I had something I want to talk about, because you brought up an interesting point. <laughs> yeah, when you brought up vegan cheese, this is yes. something I think about. Why are we doing vegan cheese? Why not just do things that that are reminiscent of cheese that don't have to pretend to be cheese? When I was on a diet and I needed <clears throat> to cut out some stuff, years ago I wanted to lose weight. When I moved to California, I wanted to get healthy because I had just eaten fried shrimp yeah. for every meal and drank you know a 32-ounce Pepsi uh, four <laughs> times a day. So uh, I moved here uh, 190 pounds, and then I lost 45 pounds in a year, uh, year and a half. And uh, good. I did that by just giving myself rules with food. And yeah. one, one of the rules that I gave myself was I kind of I cut out almost all sugar except for one day a week. Mm-hmm. And I cut out almost all dairy and I stopped <laughs> drinking calories. And you were drinking several glasses of milk a day. I was drink- <laughs> well, that was the big thing for you. You don't realize how much cheese and shit, sour cream. You don't realize like oh. all of the dairy that floats into your fucking mouth when you're not looking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially cheese. Cheese, cheese. is the only one worth a damn. Cheese is the only one worth a damn, Danny. That's correct. I mean... Well, it's hard to get rid of cheese if you're on a diet and you need to stop eating cheese because that is a thing that does make you fat. It's not good for you. And... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's good for you. It has nutrients, but it's not good for you all the time if you're not... If you're trying to lose weight. Uh, I would just ask for no cheese and I would... I found myself eating a lot more avocados and getting sliced avocado on things because of the... The it was it was not the same as cheese, but it did the thing that I wanted cheese to do. It gave oh yeah, it gave like a kind yes. of like cold creaminess to things. You're l- see, isn't that this, had nutrients? In isn't it. this all umami? Isn't this what we're talking about? Are we, we don't know how to talk about umami in are, this culture. Are, 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 are we talking about oils? Yeah, and like that, and it's like yeah. to me, it's always about replacing that mm-hmm. with like sandwiches and stuff, sandwiches and things. And I think mushrooms soaked in fucking olive oil. Yeah. Does a pretty good job 
of replacing like what would be meat. And what was the now, other thing? Cheese, he said another thing that that took the place of a cheese on this. It was thing. so he does a garlic spread. Garlic spread. And, that's, that's what I was. And saying, I'm realizing spread. that I'm not even 100. percent I should have. I was writing things down, but I believe that he adds. He makes like a garlic spread and then adds. Uh, nutritional yeast to it. Maybe sugar? Whatever it is, I think there's things happening with like protein powder that if you whip it into things, mm-hmm. it's going to give it more of like a firm cheese-like quality. Um, mm. It felt like mayo to me, but just like kind of vegan A's. Which another mm. thing, this is something else I've said too. Uh, vegan A's is, you know, we're not the first people to discover this, but like, you know, tomb, Lebanese tomb, is yeah. pretty much mayonnaise without egg yolk. Are you just talking about emulsifying? It's just, just talking mo- about like it's whipping? Just it's the whole thing comes down to oil. Yeah, we all just want to be getting oil into our diet. Yeah, um, and I mean, oil is delicious. I love these things. Fat is flavor. It's fat is flavor. Fat is king. This is a Sam the Cooking yeah. Guy T-shirt or something. <laughs> it's like fat and then definition on the shirt. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking asshole. He's running out of ideas. Every every so often, it's just like, I just see a a, a thing. It's you want to watch Sam the Cooking Guy make a burger burrito, and I'm like, oh, yeah. you're. The, the, the well is dry, isn't it, Sam? <laughs> Chorizo falafels. <laughs> He's literally mashing. There needs to be a word for not fusion. And it's f- you know, I'm going to call it food cramming. It's called a cram. It's not fusion. It's not a mashup. When someone takes two things and tries to, it's cram them together. Yeah. Now, you really crammed that one in you, Sam. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm, I tell you, we need to get a vegan sandwich. We should go in the next okay. week or two because I put some things on this list okay. that either I didn't have yet or one, I was talking to this deli. They were like, well, it's not officially on the menu, but it's going to be. Huh. So I got a little bit of a hot scoop. Yeah, They're giving me some work right now. And I'm like, thank you. Uh, they're letting me kind of write about whatever I want. They they also want me to report on the fucking uh, post-pandemic Korean barbecue scene. And I was like, I didn't really know much. I've been to like Before. parks, but I'm like now I'm gonna have to fucking spend like well, a week. I'm gonna have to spend a week in Koreatown. Take me. I f- yeah, I find it. it fun to learn about the vegan stuff, and I know that that's an adaptation I'm gonna need to make in my life. But yeah. until that day, I love Korean barbecue. I love someone walking up to me with a big tray of thinly sliced <laughs> meats and placing them on fire. It's fun to watch. I we need to do a, a, a Korean barbecue episode and maybe get a couple different guests in here. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah, this will be our barbecue table. Yeah. All right. I'm firing myself from this podcast. <laughs> Maybe uh, we'll have side little side episodes called Bonchon. <laughs> oh man. Oh, that's a that's God. a I mean that's a good idea though. All right. It's like that it's like that uh it's like that meme, tell me you're vegan without telling me you're vegan. It, you know how there's yes. like people post that kind of thing on Twitter yes. all the time. Vegan stuff does not have to announce that it's vegan. It can just be really good vegetable based shit. And Here's the like, thing. I get why they do it, though, because otherwise you got dumbasses like me calling in. And it's like, I see here it says a vegan restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm literally just, it's going to take so much work to undo yeah. what everyone else has done. But I see meatballs on a menu, and I'm like, I was crossroads. I'm like, do you guys do a little bit of both? I genuinely didn't know. You didn't know. Um, now, the cow killer sandwich, uh, is that vegan? <laughs> uh, now, the sad pig alone in a cell, is that yeah, is that vegan? Yeah. You want the your uh, you want the I, you know like it's gratitude, but yeah. you know what we'll make a restaurant that's like cafe gratitude. Only you have to say I, I, am, I want the I am a murderer. <laughs> and that's how you order a burger. I am bloodthirsty. Yeah, I am. I am weak. <laughs> I am totally <laughs> unconscious to the to the effects of the meatpacking industry on the climate. I am ready to be judged by God. That's how you order uh, al pastor tacos. 
<laughs> that would be like a fun, I bet that would be successful out here. A Oof. sort of like self-flagellating. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ironic. Ironic dining. Put it right next to like a dominatrix club and it'll be full of businessmen just like feeling <laughs> really yucky. That's true. <laughs> Ordering blood, very healthy meals. A lot and of blood money. Whipping themselves. Flowing through that restaurant. When are you going back, James? Let's go. Let's go to Crossroads. You know what we should do? Hit up the improv some night. Yeah. Um, and wander and on down a crossroads. Wander on down the crossroads. I kind of want to sit there and have a drink if it's not too expensive. And get hey, cocktails are vegan, aren't they? I mean, how many animal-based cocktails are there really, you know? I don't know. I've been put in my place before oh, really? by some people who are like, um, technically, it's not vegan because, and whatever they say, I tune out because oh, I'm just so <laughs> indignant. Like, I'm on your side. I'm trying to it's help. It's actually not vegan because Evan Williams winked at a steer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, James, special topic of the day. Well, we got like 10 minutes left. I only have one thing I want to talk about. That's fine. There's one thing. You were like, we have nothing today, and then we filled up well, I know. an entire episode of dumb bullshit. We're bloated chatterboxes. <sighs> there, this is on Reddit. So you know it's good. There is a food truck in D.C. Mm. It looks a little bit like a trailer, and they have printed out <laughs> in and outs logo... <laughs> In full menu, and then they're just doing it. Is it Nathan Fielder? It's not. So Whoa. In and Out what? famously. What? In and Out famously has not expanded. Right. And so I think, God, do I love the you know what I love more than anything else? It's just a good scheme. This is like an episode of It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Or, or Trailer Park Boys or something. Right, right, right. They're just like, we gotta think of a way to make money. And they're like, well, there's no one doing in and out. I mean, that's like yeah, you're just like so that's like that's a that's a that's an all time scheme mm. because you're like we'll just copy the logo, yeah, print it out, yeah, make our own sign and say, oh, we're also in and, in out. and out, and they're serving smash burgers. It says double double, French fry shakes, all their shit, make it a combo, yeah, and they're not they have nothing to do with in and out. It's I mean, so I'm funny. sure they're going to get a cease and desist soon, yeah, but I just love the idea of like, yeah, this is Burger King. Yeah. What, what do you want? <laughs> Why didn't you just build one here? I'm doing it, and I'm making money. Why didn't you just build your store here? They're making this all is their your fault. They're making all the money from the In and Out name, and yeah, ethically, is it a problem? Yeah, right. It is because it's a brand. It's not a. I mean, dish. this is like the short. This scheme has the shortest shelf life of all. It is kind of stupid because, like, why would you? It's it costs money to run a food truck. Why would you jeopardize unless you were yourself? Probably an idiot, I guess. But but to do this kind of thing, this doesn't really feel like an idiot's thing. This feels like a rambunctious prankster sort of energy, like a. It does, but this, yeah, I don't think in DC. I don't think this is a prank. I don't think this is a prank. You also, think- also, what unless they're filming it for a TV show, what's the payoff? Yeah, what is the point of this? Is it just that you like In and Out? You figured out how to make it pretty good. Here's and- here's what I think. I think somebody had in and out and I think they were like, I could do this. I think they know that there's no in and out mm-hmm. in on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what in and out is. Yeah. Everybody knows what it is. Yeah. And they said, I got an idea. What if What if I did in and out but the fries were good? Is that what you're about to say? Well, maybe. 
<laughs> I mean, that would be that would be the money maker. But <laughs> and then you call it In and Out, but the fries are that's good. The whole thing. that would be really funny oh. if that's what you named it. God, and that's my. <laughs> that's like that's like the band name. That's e- your Nathan Fielder uh, <laughs> episode, probably. You know the band Eagles of Death Metal. Mm-mm. Their name is Eagles of Death Metal because they that's what they sound like. They are the Eagles. Oh, of hilarious! Death Metal. Oh, I like. And that. And that's how they ended up at their name. Is like. Yeah. Uh, Oh, you know, we're doing this like groovy California thing. It's like Eagles, but we're like harder and more Rolling Stones. Right. So we're, right. you know, Eagles of Death Metal. So that's like, you, I wonder if you could do that with, with a restaurant name like this. like Taco Bell, but without diarrhea or something. <laughs> yeah, or like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Pop belly sandwiches, but smaller. <laughs> <You're>, right. <laughs> right. You're like, what? You see. Sabaro, but good. Sabaro but good is Sabar- a funny name oh, for a pop up. So short. Sabaro but good. Sabaro but good. And then it's like, <laughs> oh man, that's a good idea. Why don't we do that? I would love to. <laughs> you we just could, make good pizza. That's all it is. I mean, you could do a pop up. Yeah. Wherever. I mean, there's nothing stopping you. Yeah. You could just do. Well, you just need someone to give you a kitchen room to prepare. Maybe I'll do this for. I'm uh, I'm cooking uh, for Joe Guazala's Fourth of July party. And uh, I was drunk on Saturday. I texted him, and I was, he she showed me a flyer, and I was like, "I'm not doing it unless I'm on the flyer." I just jokingly told him that. <laughs> That's really funny. And, I and saw I, that you were added to the flyer, <laughs> right? And so now it says <laughs> celebrity chef Danny Palumbo. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Oh Christ Almighty!" What are you cooking? Uh, I think I'm just gonna do. Are you just grilling or something? Or I'm I'm, I'm gonna do burgers and hot dogs, but I got plans for uh, a lot of a lot of sides. I would like to make various potato salads, various pasta salads. Coleslaw. Um, I'm gonna ask Joe. I don't don't put it. red cabbage in the coleslaw. I'll kill you. No, I won't. I no no no. What would be the I point? I fucking of hate that. Red cabbage is for braising. I fucking red hate cabbage. It. Red red cabbage is for braising. Um, yeah, white cabbage all the way. Radicchio. Yeah. It was like too bitter. I know. What, yeah. radic- get that out. Like yeah, yeah. it's for color. It, it it completely changes the flavor of yeah. all of this in a bad way. Is, I mean, am I wrong here? Is a little anisey. To like Annecy? Yeah, maybe like red it's cabbage anisey. sometimes. I it's think anisey. it tastes bad. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do, I think I'm going to keep it simple. Yeah. You know, I've decided because okay. I'm like, there's going to be a shitload of people at this thing probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually. And uh, I think a grilling mistake is adding chicken to anything. Yeah. I, I don't want that. I Burgers, hot dogs, some impossible burgers or something. Adding chicken to something adding, is a grilling mistake? I, I think having like, oh, I'm also going to grill marinated chicken on that same grill it's like a fourth thing that you're fucking around with i just want to do really good burgers and dogs i I mean like get potato rolls do really good fresh meat have take the time to cut a shitload of onions fresh tomatoes i make a special sauce uh me too i hate barbecued me too but i love a good like fucking yogurt marinated chicken with like you know za'atar and like dill when does that ever happen well, that's know. never what people mean by you, barbecue chicken they mean, know, they put know, unseasoned chicken yeah. breast on a grill i know dried yes. it the fuck yes. out until it's grainy yep. like like uh hummus on the inside chicken's <laughs> almost never good at a cookout it's never good it's always it's almost, dry as yeah, fuck it's and pretty dry burnt with these like chicken, sharp edges that cut your mouth like a pringle chicken fried italian baked chicken in an oven yeah Grilled chicken, unless you're doing skewers or fucking uh, yeah, kebabs. Unless you're doing kebabs, kebab. the American okay. grilled chicken is no. uh, bad news. Oh, it's bad news. It's so boring, and it's usually the most boring cut, too. It's always the breast, and that's the worst part. I'll tell you what I'd like to do. I'm going to ask Joe. I'm like, you know, because I'm like, I don't need to make money from this. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to ask to get paid. 
But I would like to do something nice and not lose money. So I'm like, if he's willing to spend a, a little bit, I'm like, let's get some fucking oysters. If you get some oysters, I'll, oh. shuck, I'll, sh- I'll shuck oysters. I will make fucking lemon garlic butter. And grilling oysters is the easiest thing to do. You just put the oyster shell just on the grill. fucking shuck them and put them right in the grill. Add some butter. Yeah. Bap. And wow. then pull them after How a few minutes. How long do they minutes. take to cook in that? In that it zone. depends how hot the oven is, but if you close the lid, I don't know, a couple minutes. A couple minutes. Butter is probably going to seep down and shit, so it's going to get a little smoky and, and yeah. everything. But uh, Does that ruin the long. flavor? Are they like that sensitive? Do they take on a shitty flavor like an acrid? They could. Yeah. They could. But, it, I mean, it shouldn't happen, but it can. Uh. Um, if it does, I mean, you just lift the lid, you know, uh. so it doesn't get all smoky. But I love, this is what I did last year for the 4th of July at my parents' place, grilled oysters and grilled bread. So I'm like, do some basic things that people would expect. Pasta salads. Burgers, you know, hot dogs. Hot dogs, burgers. Yeah. Potato salads. I want to do a couple different potato salads and a couple different pasta salads. Yeah. Those things. And then one thing that's like, you know, because that's, the, you want to do something that people will remember. Uh-huh. Imagine if you're, you know, one of these fucking losers Joe hangs out with and you come to a party. Yeah. And you're like, those grilled oysters at that fucking party. Yeah. You're going to remember that. Yeah. I'd like to do it. Then you're going to hire that guy to do stand-up comedy. And then I'm going to hire that guy. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm angling for. Uh, and also, too, imagine telling people later, oh, you should have got here earlier. You missed the grilled oysters. Yeah. That'd be cool. That is like a cool... Be like, Oh, you you idiot. You missed the grilled oysters. What a great sort yeah. of way to wind down the show with where... We started the show talking about the impermanence of food as an art form, how we eat it and it's gone and you forget it. And mm-hmm. there is this thing when you miss, especially we get we get this as people that go to a lot of pop-ups and weird little kitchens yeah. out of nowhere all the time. This thing of like, oh, I just missed that dish. That one guy did this thing one time yep. and he doesn't make katsu sandos yeah. anymore and I missed it. And uh uh, or you get you get to wax paper too late, and they don't have that uh, the uh, pepperoncini oh. uh, soaked uh, hard boiled egg sandwich anymore. Barbecue joint. Oh, we're out of brisket. We're out of brisket. Fuck, you're out of the one thing I came here for. It feels like more miserable than it, and it's the experience because yeah. nothing is like being hungry. Like yeah. like hungry is different from horny. It's different from I <laughs> I haven't watched a cool movie in a long time. It's different from every yearning. And like for the thing that yeah. you were craving to not be available is maddening. McDonald's not, doesn't do all day breakfast anymore. Not only that, I want that at nine p.m. Yeah. every night. I I will also say I'm specifically interested in breaking hearts. Also breaking hearts because wow. only food does this. Because you, if somebody, if you come to the, if you come to Joe's party, yeah, and you get there late, which a lot, I'm sure a lot of people will. I'm going to go swimming during the day, and you just see two hundred oyster shells. <laughs> a fucking big you know garbage bag you're like what the fuck it's if you're showing up to joe quazala's house you're not ex- it's not even in the realm of possibility that there were going to be grilled oysters <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying and then now getting there too late you're yeah. really having a fuck now if moment. you go to scott conant's fourth of july party now scott oh, conant of course <laughs> scott conant would he also who knows? The man has an aversion to red onions. He says it one out of every three chopped episodes. <laughs> really? Ceviche, Scott? A nice deli salad? And Guy Fieri doesn't like eggs, which blows my mind. I might wanna, I might be <clears throat> one of the... Oh, and I, of course, all these people are, are famous and very well accomplished. But when I hear about food writers and like television personalities, I'm like, you all have a hang-up. I'm like, yeah. I don't think I have one. Yeah. Eggs? Why the fuck would I ever listen to what you have to say? Yeah. 
if you don't like eggs. We talked about that, I think, the last episode. I know. I'm sure. Jonathan Gold was the same. Now, now, you're saying there's nothing. There's nothing you don't eat. There's nothing that pisses you off. There's not a food item that's always done wrong that you go... Not in the Western... Not no. in the Western world. Not not in the Western world. I'm but sure there's you some in shit. fucking Thailand and you'll go off. I well, no, but I mean like I you know, if someone would put a horse in front of me, I don't fucking know. You know horse is good. Uh, I haven't had Becca it. ate horse in Iceland. I haven't and had she it. said it was one of the best I'm sure there's some had. fucking stank, stanky Scandinavian fish I might pass on or some <laughs> shit in Denmark that I'm like, I don't know, you fermented this? <laughs> Are you sure? You ever had natto? The fermented soybeans that uh, Japanese children eat for breakfast. Oh, it's it's looks. It's notoriously hard for Westerners to eat. Yes, if you didn't grow up with it. I haven't had it. No, never had it either. There's not. Maybe one day we'll eat that together on air. I'd like to natto. Maybe with a couple. They say you're supposed to eat it with condiments. Like same thing with Vegemite. Vegemite is one of those things that outsiders. Oh yeah, uh, uh, I have do wrong. They smear too much of it on. They all roasted Tom Hanks for putting too much Vegemite on his toast. Oh really? Uh, and they were like, no, even yeah, uh, Aussies were like getting on the on the uh, replies, and they were basically like a little bit of butter and a little bit of Vegemite, like a thin layer. Like don't smear it on. It's not like raspberry jam or something. Like <laughs> it's huh. not how we eat it. <laughs> no, I haven't had it, but I don't think I don't think I have a huge hangup. You're saying all over here on this side of the world, you'll eat it all. I mean, yeah. As far as like the big things too, I mean, we're talking about people that don't like red onions, eggs. Yeah. I, there's not a big thing that I'm like, An I don't An elemental I don't do it. thing that's no. like part of no. everything. Nothing. Yeah. The red onion thing is a little insane. I kind of get it because it's, that's a flavor. I have but, said that I don't like tom- tomatoes in my salad because the tomatoes are often bad. And uh, yeah, you were talking some shit on tomatoes. And grapefruit. <laughs> You know, I'm like, mm, that's an alcoholic thing, mm-hmm. but that's because I'm an, you know, I've drank and uh, I've drunk a, a lot of alcohol over the years, and there's certain flavors, you know, mm-hmm. for a while. I, if I and I yet mean, you hadn't had a Maro, in- interesting. I haven't. Yeah. You know, it takes you a while when you're like, I can't have a topo for a couple of weeks because it's going to make me think of vodka. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> there's like certain things you're like, we like you they give you a line with your tacos, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've had too much vodka recently. 100. Is, that, is yeah. that the feeling? Yeah, so wow. some of those things. Wow, you know. but uh, yeah, maybe I'll I'll do some grilled oysters. You know, maybe I don't know. We'll see. I I, I want in my brain. Mm-hmm. I'm like Joe. If you finance this, I don't know how you are doing money wise. But mm-hmm. if you gave me say three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. I'll do some fun shit. Yeah, and and not to feed fucking eighty people, but the first like thirty the, that show yeah, up. The people that you know what I'm saying? Like, and then we'll have burgers and hot dogs for everybody. But I'm like, if you want to. Yeah, I mean it's fucking easy. Yeah, it's on a Sunday. I'm not making pasta. Yeah, you know, I, I, I and this is what I like about cooking and everything. It's like, yeah, create a memorable experience because people will talk about it later. They're like, man, yeah. remember that? I think it's a cool thing that you can give people. You gotta book my boy Danny Palumbo for a weekend. <laughs> you wouldn't believe his clams casino. <laughs> that was an optimistic Trump. Oh yeah, was that Trump? Oh yeah, I thought Danny has the best steak, Diane. Frankly, that we've ever had. We've never had. We've never had anything quite like it. Meatloaf, <laughs> and it wasn't even ketchup. It was. It was something else, wasn't it? Beets. He used beets. It was beets, and it was. I wouldn't have even known it was beets. It was probably the best beets that we've ever had. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's wrap it up there, man. What? Uh, you got anything you want to plug? Not really. Please yeah, uh, listen to my other show, What Things Are What Things, a stupid comedy game show that I did with Zach Pugh. Follow me at Shrimp, J-A-J, on Twitter. 
and Instagram. Buy a cameo. Keep my wife and I afloat. We're on our last bean and we're splitting it between the two of us. She's <laughs> pregnant. I need your money so bad. Just kidding. I'm doing okay. Please don't get on my chat and say, uh, this is for my Republican dad and I want you to publicly endorse a bunch of Republican <laughs> shit uh, because that could hurt me in my career. I work, after all, in liberal pedophile Hollywood and I need to be a free agent, politically speaking. Yeah. I, I, I recorded a cameo today for a guy leaving a libertarian talk radio show. Okay. And I looked it up. And I do this thing when I'm doing Trump. This is just a preview for people who might buy my Trump. So this fits with the plugs segment. But I do this thing when I'm doing Trump that if you tell me something about yourself that I don't like, like maybe you are a uh, lawyer who defends um, uh, energy companies from prosecution by governments, mm -hmm. which is one, that's one person I turned down. Uh, 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 I will make fun of you ruthlessly. If you are not bad enough for me to straight up turn you down and I still want your money, I mean, because these guys offered me like 300 bucks. It was one of those 24-hour ones where, where it's like way multiplied what my actual rate is. Oh, wow. And like if you can turn this around in 24 hours. So I just made fun of uh, libertarians the entire time, which I think are- Were they happy with I it? I think they're hilarious. Uh, I don't know if they were happy with it or not, but the check cleared, bitch, so I don't care. Nice. Uh, but uh, I basically, uh, you know, as Trump, I was just like, these libertarians, they don't know what they're doing. They, they want government to be- Two boys in a dark room high-fiving. You know, they don't want it to be anything. They don't have any government at all. They want it to be just a guy who says yes and no and nothing else. You know what I mean? No ideology, no places. They got no buildings. That's extra. You got to pay for it. But money can't buy your love. Not with a libertarian. Well, I'm glad you're getting some out of it at least because... You know, oh, I voted for Donald Trump and I think he was a good president and the South will rise again. Great. You're going to get canceled I'm for your food podcast. What, <laughs> if that, what if that's the cruel... I'm kidding. What if that's a cruel twist of fate thrown at you? <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I did this very harmless food podcast and it ruined my career. <laughs> uh, nah, to be, to be very clear, uh, I voted for Joe Biden, who I also think is hilarious and probably the devil. But uh, I also voted for Big Daddy Joe Biden... And my name is Danny Palumbo. Follow me on Instagram, at Palumbros. I sell pasta on Sundays. If you're at Joe Quazala's uh, big 4th of July party, he's having a party. Maybe this is news to you. He's having a big-ass party at his house. Happy birthday, America. It's America's birthday. <laughs> We're going to celebrate. We're celebrating style with, with oysters. Some original pil pilgrims ate it. Pilgrims gave their 12-year-old's beer. Is the water wasn't water wasn't what wasn't good, and they had, had the Indians had to teach them how to do the thing with alkaline and make the maize into tortillas, and we have a great a great country to live in together, and turkey probably didn't even turkey even eat turkey at the first Thanksgiving, so come on this Thanksgiving Thanksgiving, the July Fourth barbecue with Danny Palumbo, we're gonna have a great time. I'm, I'm still alive and it hurts. <laughs> Thank you very much, President Joe Biden. President that Joe was Biden. the that was the Macaroni Zone. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye. The Macaroni Zone. The Macaroni Zone.